Thanks, Chad. <laughs> well, Chad learned German. What's funny is I didn't notice. I didn't notice you were singing in German. I was just singing along with you going, oh, 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 huh. It is in German. That's cool. Um, the last three songs we sang tonight, the last three songs, I knew perfectly in German by memory. Could sing them. I was singing them along with you all in German completely. Even the motions too. Lord, I lift your name on high. I know it completely in German. And the motions still fit. Pretty cool. Okay, for the last time, let's stand. Stand when you find the page. Have an answer. Have an answer. If you don't have the booklet, stand anyways. Okay, here we go. Ready? Walk in wisdom toward those who are outside, redeeming the time. Let your speech always be with grace, seasoned with salt, that you may know how you ought to answer each one. Colossians 4, 5 through 6. You may be seated. Tonight, if you have a pen, okay, we're going to do a little like fun circling, underlining, that kind of stuff in your notes, all right? It, get out a pen if you have a pen. If not, please don't stress about it, okay? It's not the end of the world. Some of you are very stressful people when it comes to note taking. Don't be that person, just relax. But if you have a pen, Let's go on to the next verse here, right under the words, have an answer. There's a verse here from 1 Peter chapter 3, verse 15. This is what I, I want you to do. I'm going to read it slowly, and then I'm going to tell you, like, ooh, underline this, circle this, put a box around this. Okay, are you ready? But in your hearts, put a heart around the word hearts. And then underline revere Christ as Lord, underline those four words, then I want you to circle, always be prepared, I'm going to keep reading, to give an answer to everyone who asks you, to give the reason for the hope, the word hope, put a box around it, the hope and then double underline the words that you have. Okay? So we underlined revere Christ as Lord. We, oh, we put a heart around heart, hearts, okay? We circled always be prepared. We put a box around hope, and we double underlined that you have. Okay? These are the parts of the verse I want to, us to focus on, or the parts that we kind of marked up, okay? First of all, it says, but in your hearts revere Christ as Lord. In your hearts revere Christ as Lord. Okay, we talked about this the other day. The, the beginning of wisdom was what? Does anyone remember? The beginning of wisdom is 
The adults know probably. The fear of the Lord. Do you remember how we talked about that's not quite exactly the same as being afraid? It's more like a respect. Okay? This word revere means like respect. Okay? Great respect. But in your hearts, revere, respect. Revere Christ as Lord. Okay? Which is Savior. Revere Christ as Savior. This is a little awkward, but one thing I want you to do, just real quickly, the girls, we'll let the, the counselors remain seated if they want to, but girls, quickly, just drop to your knees quietly. Okay, stay there for a second. This is what we would do to show respect to a king. Is that true? A true king. Would we bow? Okay. In the Bible, in the Old Testament, we see examples of people bowing all the way down to the ground. Don't do that unless you're in the front row. But, okay, you can imagine this is what we call like a position of respect, right? Bowing. Okay, you can sit back up in your chair for a second, or for the rest of the time, actually. Okay. But this verse says, that would be showing, this, this tiny word revere comes from maybe a longer word, you've heard it, reverence, right? Reverence. That's showing reverence if you were to bow to royalty, Right? This says revere Christ in your hearts, though. We're showing Christ this kind of reverence, but doing it in our hearts. When we sing, Lord, I lift your name on high, we are in our hearts revering him as Lord. Do you hear that? That's what should be happening when we're singing. We shouldn't just be singing words with motions and not thinking about it. When we sing, Lord, I lift your name on high, that should be happening in our hearts, too. Okay? In your hearts, revere Christ as Lord. It's also where we get our word for reverend. Okay? Another term for a pastor, perhaps. But reverence. We show Christ reverence. And then it goes on to say, Always be prepared. Okay. Is that a Boy Scout motto or what's happening here? Anybody with me on that? No. Absolutely no laughter at all. Wow. Okay. Wow. Be prepared. Nobody? Okay. Forget it. They're girls. Whatever. Girl Scouts eat cookies. I don't know. I don't know. So I didn't Google the Girl Scout motto. I Googled the Boy Scout motto because I knew it had something to do with be prepared. Okay. Anyways, always be prepared for what? Could be prepared for a lot of things. Always be prepared for what? To give an answer. That's interesting. Some of you are like that in class. I know kids, okay? Some kids are obnoxiously ready in class. Like sound effects, and you're like, geez, it's okay, calm down, right? (laughs) Some kids are always ready to give an answer. 
when it comes to that, that kind of setting, academically, okay? But this is always be ready to give an answer to an outsider, to an unbeliever, to someone who asks you about the hope that you have. Now, some of us are always prepared in other ways, okay? There are probably women in this room who have a purse full of things that are like for every possible scenario. I mean, kid gets hurt, got that Band-Aid, right? Kid needs a snack, got that, right? I mean, everything you can ever think of. Kid wants to go fishing, I got that hook. I've got a hook, anybody, okay? I mean, there are women, I'm serious, I have seen women pull things out of their purses that I'm like, really? Okay, tripods, I mean, whatever you need. Some people are very prepared for life, okay? And, and children, I was thinking, I was in the craft building today, talking to some kids and asking the girls, what are some things you're always prepared to do? Like, you're prepared all the time for this. They had some very odd answers. They just did. Some of them were, were kind of normal, like, I'm always prepared to read. I carry a book with me at all times, okay? Uh, I'm always prepared for the chapped lip issue. Got my chapstick, okay? I'm always prepared to put my hair up. Got a little scrunchy or whatever they're called now. I don't know, hair tie, whatever, okay? Um, and then a couple of girls gave me some very interesting answers, so I kind of called them on it. You're really always prepared for this? And they were like, yeah, really, I am. And so we're going to have them show you. I need Ruby and Paisley to come on up. They know who they are. Okay, so Ruby claims she is always prepared at any moment to do a cartwheel. She, is, she said she's ready at any moment for a cartwheel competition. That's exactly what she said to me. So we're going to find out. Let's see, Ruby. Let's see it. Boom. There you go. Good job, Ruby. Up. Oh. Paisley, this one kind of amazed me too. At any given notice, without any notice at all, Paisley can do a handstand. Let's see it, Paisley. Boom, there it is. All right. Thank you, girls. And I know that you're all sitting there thinking, oh, I, I could have done something. It could have turned into a talent show up here, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. We're... we're a lot of us are prepared all the time, but to do very interesting things, okay? Sometimes random things. Always prepared to do that, okay? This says always be prepared to give an answer to someone when they ask you, why do you have hope? That's interesting, right? Are you always prepared with that answer? Every second of every day, are you prepared to give an answer? If someone says to you, why do you have hope in this life? You have that answer ready? A lot of you are like, uh-oh, uh-oh. <laughs> nope. Should I be carrying around like little three-by-five cards with different answers on them, or what's the deal here, Christy? Well, I thought this through, and I thought, boy, how do you get to that point? How do you get to that point where you have an answer? Like, what if you're not a public speaker? What if you're not comfortable talking and things like that, you know? What if you're not that person? Is there still some way that each and every one of us could be prepared? And it came to me today. Memorize scripture. Right? Always have 
a couple of great gospel verses memorized. So that if somebody said to you, why do you have hope for this life? I mean, you seem so hopeful, so peaceful, so joyful. What's going on? Why, why is that true? You could say, even if you were really nervous and couldn't think of any other words, you could say, well, for God so loved the world that he gave his only begotten son that whosoever believes in him should not perish but have everlasting life. John 3, 16. And uh, you could say that, right? That's always prepared. Oh, I got that first, Christy. I, I would say almost everyone, not every one of you, but a lot of you had that ready. We just forget that we kind of do have some answers sometimes. We panic. And so in those moments of panicking, even to the adults, in the moments of panicking, remember, you have the word of God, right? And I had to do this in German, right? Maybe Joy had to do it in Spanish. Did you memorize some verses, Joy? Okay, at least a couple, you know, a couple gospel verses. It's hard when you're learning the language. And sometimes that's the easiest way to start sharing the gospel, is I may not have all the German I need to, to have like this long speech prepared for someone, but I could say, Denn so hat Gott die Welt geliebt, dass er seinen eingeborenen Sohn gab, damit jeder, der an ihn glaubt, nicht verloren gehe, sondern ewiges Leben, Leben habe. Sorry, I'm tongue-tied because of the English now. And there's John 3.16, okay? And you, just a few verses like that, and you don't have to say a whole lot, but say, this is what I believe. This is my hope. I've even met somebody before this has happened to me where this person and I didn't speak the same language. The person spoke Albanian, and I don't. And I knew I had one shot with this person. I had one chance. So I quickly called up on my phone John chapter 3 in Albanian, and I said to the person, would you read this? And they sat there and read the entire chapter and then read the following chapter and continued reading the book of John in Albanian. Not that hard, is it? Not in today's world. Open up that phone. Use it for something good. Be prepared, and even if you're not prepared, sometimes technology helps. A little bit, right? If you got the Bible on your phone, if not... You're not as prepared as you could be yet. Download that Bible app, right? Have it ready for the times even when you're bored and could be reading the Word of God, right? It says always be prepared to give an answer. Do you have an answer? That's what we're talking about tonight. Okay, um, and then finally it says to give, to give an answer for the reason, for the hope that you have. Well, there's kind of one little key issue here. You have to have the hope. To give an answer about it okay do you have hope a lot of you have hope in certain things but it's a different type of hope I hope they have cinnamon rolls for breakfast tomorrow on the last day right I hope um, I don't know there's a million different things I hope you know I have enough money tonight to get something at the snack shack that's a different kind of hope right this hope is talking about, I'm placing my hope in 
like it's a confidence. I'm confident about something. I'm so confident I'm placing my hope in that thing, okay? I already know it's going to happen, so my hope is in it. And one thing that we can do that with, or one person we can do that with, is Christ. I'm already certain about it. I don't just hope he exists, like, oh, I, I really hope this is true. No, I know he exists, so I'm placing my hope in him. It's a slightly different definition of that word hope, okay? Romans 8.24 says, hope that is seen is no hope at all. Who hopes for what they already have? You don't hope for what you already have, okay? When it comes to Jesus, we don't fully, we won't fully have that completely until he returns. So our hope is in right now, in some aspect, what we do not have yet. We're waiting for it. Look to the future. We're waiting futuristically for our hope, but it's not because we're not sure if it's going to happen. It's because we are sure. Oh, I'm positive it's going to happen. And my hope is in that, even though I don't see it yet. I don't see Jesus right now, do you? But is he here? Yeah, God is here, right? God is here right now. I don't see him. He's an invisible God to us right now. We sing about it in church. Immortal, invisible, God only wise. Right? Invisible God. Now, do you think that's part of the reason Paul and Silas could sing in prison? Perhaps they had such good vision, spiritually speaking, that in that hard, hard moment, they saw their Savior. We just sang, Open the eyes of my heart, Lord. I want to see you. That's, that's, that's that kind of vision we're talking about. Lord, I want to see you high and lifted up. Right? I think Paul and Silas had their eyes on somebody invisible that night at midnight. They were seeing him with a different kind of eyes. Oh, Lord, I know you're right here right now. Give us strength, God. Give us strength. We want to praise you right now because we know people are listening, but because you are worthy. They saw an invisible God, I think. How could they sing in prison? They had hope in the invisible God. And this wasn't, oh man, boy, I sure hope right now in prison that it was all true. It's not that kind of hope. It was, I know whom, in whom I have believed. It is true. It's true. My hope is in the Lord who gave himself for me. Right? They saw him. They believed in him. They had their hope in him. They had hope in the invisible God. Now, let's pause for a second. It's, it's an interesting concept, right? An invisible God. That's a very interesting concept. Because in our world... For a lot of things that are invisible, sometimes they're not real. We talk about it, but a lot of things that we don't see sometimes are more in the imaginary category than the invisible category. Okay, for instance, 
How many of you have had an invisible friend? An imaginary friend. Okay, an imaginary friend. All right. Those friends, I hope I'm not bursting anyone's reality bubble right now, but those friends, as special as they are, they're imaginary as well as invisible, okay? They're invisible. You don't really see them. Some kids act like they do, though, okay? But they're not real, okay? My friend Luke, growing up, he had three of them. And they were so real to him that when he finally married his wife, they each had a seat at the wedding. <laughs> I'm not kidding. They were in the front row. Now, was there anyone sitting there? It didn't appear so. But to him, maybe. I don't know. And I'm telling you, that he's in his 20s, getting married. Still, they had seats. They were invited guests. Whether they showed up or not was unclear to the rest of us, but they might have. <laughs> Only he will know. I wish I remembered their names, because they had great names, too. That's a true story, guys. I'm not making this up. So, yeah, invisible mm, can, can get confused with imaginary. For instance, right, Santa Claus. We don't see him either. Well, he's not... Oh, okay, i got to be careful. Forget that one. Okay, we're moving on. We're moving on. We're moving on. I've got one that I know you all legit struggle with. Still. Unicorns. Yep. Listen, listen. Real or not? See? Okay, listen. I am going to blow your minds right now. Get ready. Listen. The King James Version of the Bible mentions unicorns nine times. There it is. You're going to have to look them up later. The book of Numbers, the book of Job, the book of Psalms, and the book of Isaiah and Deuteronomy. Nine times. Just saying. I just wanted to clear that up for the whole camp. They're real. Or they were. It's unclear. It's unclear. Okay, bring it back for a second. Bring it back, okay? The invisible God. Now, this is where we have to really get this straight. Invisible, not imaginary. Not imaginary, just invisible to us right now, okay? Very clear on that point. You can talk to people and say, my hope is because of an invisible friend. Yes, invisible friend, correct. Or an invisible God, not imaginary. He's not something you made up up here and now you pray to him. No. He is as real as you are, if not more so, okay? He is simply invisible to us right now. Listen to this next verse. It's in your notes, okay? Therefore, we do not lose heart, even though our outward man, our outward person is perishing or dying, 
yet the inward person is being renewed day by day. For our light affliction, which means troubles, our light troubles are for but a moment. They're working for us a far more exceeding and eternal weight of glory. That's heavy. Okay, keep with me here. While we do not look at the things which are seen, but at the things which are not seen. For the things which are seen are temporary. But the things which are not seen are eternal. It's a little bit mysterious, okay? A little bit mysterious. It's basically saying when you have hard times in life, focus your mind on the invisible. The things not seen. The most important one being God himself. When life gets hard, focus the the eyes of your heart. Lord, open the eyes of my heart. Focus the eyes of your heart on the invisible God. God, I want to see you. I need to see you right now. I have a, like, it's like wall art, wall stickers, okay? In my apartment in Berlin, above my kitchen door, Somebody gave it to me as a gift, and I love it. It's like stickers, yeah, word stickers are sort of, I don't know how to explain it. But you, if you put them on the wall in the right order, they say something, right, meaningful. And uh, it, it says, when I got it all up on the wall, and it's been there now for years, it says, may he who is invisible be all you ever see. May he who is invisible be all you ever see. The invisible God. God, I need to see you. Help me to focus my eye, my, the eyes of my heart, okay, on things that are unseen. You, heaven, right? Things that are going to matter for eternity. The things that are seen, we get so focused on this, right? That we don't take time to look at the invisible God. We're so focused on our phones, on our friends, right? On things of this earth. We kind of saw that in the contender's little speech tonight. Okay, we're so focused on the things of this earth that we are not focused on God. God, may you who are invisible be all I ever see. God, I want to see you. If your focus is on, these are in your notes, if your focus is on the temporary, the answer that you can give to people will be just of this earth. Let me explain that for a second. If your focus is always on the things that are temporary, the things of this earth, then when somebody says to you, um, you know, I just, I don't feel like, I feel like I have no hope. This world is such a hard place. I'm going through something so hard. You're going to have a hard time giving a good answer because you're always focused on the earth. You're going to be giving them an answer like, well, you know, have you tried just reading a, a really good book from the library? You know, I have a favorite author. You know, have you tried this new? And adults really get into this. Have you tried this new diet? Can really help your energy, right? We get stuck here and now. Have you tried this oil, essential oil, right? Not mocking it, just saying, of this earth, okay? We get really stuck in the here and now. Try this, and it can almost consume our conversation. Right? Well, I've found that exercise 
can really help you reduce stress. Okay, maybe. But why not give them hope in God? Why do we do that? Why do we stop at the earthly advice, right? When we could say, let me tell you about my invisible friend. It may sound a little weird, but he's everything to me. He is the reason that I live. He's my best friend. He's my savior. He's my comfort. Right? And on and on and on. But we tend to just give people that earthly advice, right? If your focus is on the eternal and invisible, this is in your notes if you're taking notes, your answer will lead to eternal life. Wow. Right? God, I want my focus to be on you so that when I'm asked to give an answer, I talk about you. Because honestly, you're on my mind that much. You're on my mind all the time. I'm quick to speak about you. Okay? We want to be quick to speak about Jesus, right? Quick to speak about God. You tend to talk about what you think about all the time. You ever notice that? You ever out of a favorite movie, a favorite song, a favorite person in your life? Sometimes it's a celebrity, okay? Whatever's on our mind all the time, we tend, to talk, we tend to talk about that the most, right? It comes up all the time. That's how you can usually tell. You can tell a lot about a person by what they talk to you about, even in the short few moments when you meet them. Wow, that person jumped to that topic quickly. Right? I want to be quick to talk about Jesus because he's on my mind a lot. My focus is on him. The eyes of my heart are on him. Open the eyes of my heart, God. I want to see you. I want you to be so my hope. I want you to be my hope so much that I'm just sharing that hope all the time. My hope is not something you can pay with money, buy with money, right? It's not of this earth. My hope is Jesus. And he lasts forever. He's not temporary. It's not a temporary fix. One thing that I love, I'm just going to be honest with you right now. If you know me, you know this about me. If you, not everybody knows me on this level, so I'm just going to give you insider information. One thing that I really, I love, it's like a quick fix for me. If I'm having kind of a rough day, a little stressed out, a little tired, Starbucks. I know, I know. There could be judgment coming at me right now. I understand that. It's, 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 it soothes me in a very weird way. I moved to Germany, and I didn't realize that it was going to become this for me, okay? But I, they have Starbucks over there, and I find that every time I go, it's like I got to go home for a half an hour or an hour when I feel like I'm really in a foreign place. And I could really get hung up on that. It's just a quick fix. Guess what? The moment that caramel macchiato is down, it may last a little longer because of the caffeine rush, but it is a quick fix. It's over, right? Sugar can be that way for us. Caffeine can be that way for us. The right friend can be that way for us, right? And on and on and on. We have all these like little quick fixes we use in life, but that's all they are, right? That's all they are. That's not going to give another person hope. 
I'm not going to talk about that when I'm talking to an unbeliever about what helps me get through the day. Well, let me tell you about Starbucks. Really helps me. You know that logo? That's a siren. She's like a, what are those, mermaid siren? Okay, in Greek mythology, and she just kind of woos me in and just, I feel so much better. That's creepy. Yikes, Christy, get control of yourself, right? No, I talk about God, hopefully. I sometimes do it at Starbucks, admittedly. But I talk about God, okay? The invisible God. It can get awkward. Did I tell you about my friend Caitlin, who I asked her? Remember that? She said, tell me how to pray, Christy. Did I tell you about this? And I said, you first have to believe there's someone on the other end of the conversation, tricky, right? If you didn't grow up in a Christian home, if you didn't grow up in church, prayer is foreign. It's, it feels very weird. I'm, I'm just supposed to speak out loud to no one? No, there is someone listening. You don't even have to speak out loud. It can be done inside your mind, right? Inside your heart. But it's not to no one, is it? It's to the invisible God, our invisible friend, our best friend. Okay? Since you're little girls, I'll just say that he's right there with you. You can give him a hug if you need to. Okay? Give him a hug. That sounds weird, but he's that close. I'm going to tell you one thing, and then we're done. Okay? This is... Something very personal to me. I'm going to end on a very personal note. Um, Joy shared a little bit about this too, about sometimes the loneliness. Okay? Oh, it's real. When you move to a foreign country, there are times when it is so difficult. Everybody that really cares about you, they're across the ocean somewhere or they're in a different country sometimes. It gets really hard, okay? When I moved to Berlin um, and was trying to get to know the city, there's a very special, beautiful cathedral in downtown Berlin, and it's called the Berliner Dome. And in German, Dome means cathedral. So it's really the Berlin Cathedral, okay? It's this gorgeous building, and it's actually a Lutheran cathedral, right? Beautiful building. Well, as I was really getting to know German and getting to know the city, it, it hit me one day on a tour that on the front of the Berlin Cathedral, right on the front, are two, like, big verse plaques. Two plaques on the front of the church. One of them says, Our faith is the victory that overcomes the world. Pretty cool, right? The other one says, and lo, I am with you always till the end of the earth, till the end of the age. Any idea where that promise is coming from? A couple of you do know. Yeah, right there. Do you know? Oh, God. Yeah, exactly. Good. It's coming from the end of the great, we call it the great commission. Go ye into all the world. Right? and basically preach the good news to the nations. And at the end of this commission, it's called, we call it the Great Commission, it says, 
and lo, I am with you always till the end of the age. Now, that great commission, missionaries think a lot about that because it says go. We should all think a lot about it because it wasn't intended for missionaries. It was intended for followers of Christ. Go into all the world and preach the gospel to all the nations, right? Baptizing them, teaching them to obey everything that I have commanded you. And lo, I am with you always. And when I stand in front of that Berlin Cathedral, I take it as God talking to me. I stand and I stare at that verse on hard days. And it's like God, the invisible God, is saying it just to me. Christy, I see what you've done. You left home for me. You moved to Germany for me. You're spreading the gospel for me. That promise is for you. I'm with you always. I'm right here, right now, as you stare at this cathedral. I'm with you till the end of the age. I'm with you till I come get you. You're never alone if you have hope in the invisible God. You're never alone. I think that's a beautiful point to end the week on, right? This wasn't my funniest message tonight because I wanted to leave you with a lot to think about here. If you don't have hope in the invisible God yet, if he isn't yours yet, your friend, your savior, make sure he is. This week, what a great week to do it, right? God, I want my hope to be in you. I want to know that you're with me always. You are my friend, my companion. Chad, I'm done. We'll end on that thought, okay? The invisible God, may he be your comfort. May he 